I always assume that people read the title of the episode before clicking, but if you're one of the crazy few that blindly hits play and hopes for the best, congratulations, you found us. For everyone else, thanks for hitting play on this bonus Nostalgia Series episode of BS Reactor, where we dive into our past to find stuff we couldn't get anyone else to talk to us about. You readers out there have probably also noticed that we're starting our chat about the 1997 French-made but English-language film The Fifth Element. To make the discussion easier, and more vivid, we use spoilers as well as profanity, so watch out for that. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BS Reactor. We are going to do another one of my nostalgia picks, and we have Evan, Pat, Isaac, and of course myself, Jasmine. What do you want to go through first? I mean, the Fifth Element. You're in charge. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're the host this time. Right? Look at me. It's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of is. Um, but no, so. <laughs> The question came up, actually, as we (laughs) outside of recording, whether or not this was a nostalgia pick for me. It was. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was it's a 97 film. So it was like eight or nine. And this was something I watched Mm -hmm. on like HBO or something like that. And Mm -hmm. probably from the moment I first watched it with my siblings, it quickly became a favorite of ours that we just always watched. And one of the things that we, you know, you go around the house and quote every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. It does have a lot of quotable lines, which. (laughs) I think other movies kind of forget that it's fun to have quotable lines Mm -hmm. like that. It has a couple that get a little like overplay. I think there are some more fun. Also from the like the mid nineties. I'm sure you knew the kids that overquoted Ace Ventura. And And it wasn't even like specific lines for that. It's just catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Austin Powers was dead to me after like (laughs) the year it came out. Yeah. But I mean, nobody was around. Like, oh, behave. It was like, it's, (laughs) you're just sexually harassing people. Like it's, really the but see nobody was around doing fifth element quotes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah works. you so. just occasionally find some nerd that'd be like multipass yeah exactly <laughs> or i never found one Dallas. actually yeah yeah our I not so much later much later come on and this is at the time that this came out was the highest budget French film of all yep. time. Mm-hmm. And it being French definitely gives it a different vibe in terms of sci-fi than <laughs> yes. a lot of the other stuff that was coming out. Where like technology goes to fashion first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they hired a famous fashion designer to do all the costumes. Like <laughs> Jim Henson did not design the puppets in this. It was right. a whole team of fashion and art designers. They hired French comic book artists to do all the the concept art in this. And of course, Luc Besson is famous for doing a bunch of other quasi art house films. Yeah. I would say Leon, the professional. Oh, it's a good movie. There's, there were quite a few. Amelie, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that That, that was No, that was him. That was was, okay. Uh, Later on, he went on to do Lucy. I haven't seen it, but Mm -hmm. the one was Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It's not good. And La Femme Nika. uh, Yep. Which I'd seen at that point. Well, Mm -hmm. at this point, excuse me. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. This, I think, was actually my first Luc Besson film. Okay, yeah. Um, it definitely was my first Luc yeah. Besson film. So, And then I think he did Valerian and the whatever yeah, city thing. Yeah, a couple thing. years ago, which but, yeah. was kind of like a spiritual successor to this, but many fewer people watched that one than this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> sure. it kind of has like a Blade Runner vibe to it, but basically they turn the lights on. <laughs> like everything's <laughs> yeah, bright yes, yes, and very happy bright and, and yes. yeah, you get to see the world in like a you took your Zoloft today or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A lot of it's still pretty depressing. It's just not dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some horrible things happening in the world, like capitalism, run amok. Yeah. I mean, even just like theme. Dallas is just, he's ex-military. He's on his last warning as a cab driver. He uh-huh. doesn't want yeah. to talk to his old friends. His mm-hmm. only family is his mother who nags him so badly she hits everybody around him at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, his mother is just some psychic vampire that latches yeah, on to anyone to that'll listen. Yeah. I don't understand why they had such an issue with that. He's called a what? And call button. He's been conditioned <laughs> his whole life. It wouldn't be a joke. And it, yeah, it's probably. like a very The other French people thing. she yells at hang up on her. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, it makes sense for him, but like at the end where he's passing they're passing the, the phone, phone around. around. I'm like, yeah. this ain't come. After everything. Yeah. Hang it up. Crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then also just under this sunny exterior there's a wall of fog below them. Yes. There is darkness around but most of the things you see are paradise yeah and it just seems like it was like Up below to the point where they literally named all, one location there. everything is abandoned and when they were still living on the ground maybe mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's very jetsons but now everything else is all above ground and everywhere <laughs> uh-huh. yeah and sort of the background of this so luke Basson wrote the draft of this when he was yes. a teenager yep. and it was sort of in his back pocket in some places that shows oh yeah it yeah. definitely yeah. there's a little bit of a sweaty mechanic part of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he had this in his back pocket up till almost yeah, his 40s while. when he wrote yep. this. Well, he actually got to direct this. You can see the fanboy of sci-fi. Uh, I mean, the evil space through. bad guys named Zorg. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there's one thing I didn't know that I actually was looking up when I was trying to figure out what other things besides Leon the Professional and mm-hmm. Amelie that I had seen from him. Finger, who is a character that talks to Bruce Willis's character, the mechanic, is not... Or- I guess he's a mechanic. It sounds like the one he that's asking for the, the overall. Cab, right? Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it. Uh-huh. It's not mentioned, but apparently that's Vin Diesel. Is it? Really? Right. And uh-huh. I, I thought that was odd because his voice doesn't seem, I was like, I can see his voice usually to me sounds very gravelly. Was he doing like a, an impression or something? Maybe. Was I don't he know. talking about family? They, they, they swear uh, up and down uh, that um, he, he just wasn't credited. And I was like, really? Oh, intriguing. Huh. This is probably to, to his benefit, but I didn't think he was that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think he's close. Isn't he close to 60? I don't <laughs> know, just, man. I still think of him as Dominic Toretto from like the 90s, <laughs> I right? I mean, because that, that's well, mostly I feel like what Dominic his... Toretto because they have oh, Fast Please 9. Don't. Yep. His mm-hmm. whole other conversation. I, I'd say I'd hit him as Triple X or Riddick first. <laughs> yeah. I know him as the pacifier. That was yep. a, Not as bad a movie as it should have been. Yeah, yeah it was actually, <laughs> it had, it had it actually wasn't that bad of a movie. But as for credited people in this film, we have an actor <laughs> yes. that was hot coming off Die Hard. Yeah, probably. Bruce Willis. Yep. 53, yes. by the way. That's close Man, to 60. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah 67. Yeah, so an action star that's kind of a quasi-action star and like French films have this thing where the hero is sort of mildly detached from the rest of the plot. They sort of have this like spacey kind of thing. Like if you've seen Leon and City of Lost Children even, they're not necessarily actively in- 
engaged with the world, like an American action star that's like staring directly into the into camera it, yeah. and telling you how awesome they are in every moment. You definitely see that. Because like other movies we could reference from this time, like Top Gun, for example, you can that's tell completely different. who is oh, yeah, the no, cool no. person in the scene. It's definitely yes. all about jerking off the lead characters. Or like uh, Kirk, for example, you can tell that he's supposed to be the coolest person in whatever scene that he's part of. This is not so much the case. It's so. not something no. William Shatner yeah. ever pulled off. No, no. He tried his balls off, though, and I gotta give him credit for that. Um, yeah, so other production things, the things I found kind of funny about this, is they hired two comic book graphic artists, famous in France. I don't remember either of their names right now. I'm just drawing a like. But they consulted on this. They designed the sets and so forth. Thousands okay. upon thousands of pictures. But after the movie came out, they got sued for infringing on a comic book. Oh, great. Here's the fun thing. The person suing them was one of the people that did the concept art for the movie. <laughs> the case was dismissed. It obviously. seems a little... Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's I can like see why it didn't go anywhere. I know I designed it. for you, but um, you used my designs. I'm just like, absolutely, we used your designs. You drew them. You, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you saying? That's I'm like, sure there's some more nuance like, to the case, but it's, yeah, yeah. That's like when in was, school, people, the teacher's like, oh, you can't use something you wrote already because that's plagiarizing yourself. I'm like, I'm not going to sue myself. No. <laughs> if anything, I want my work to have more of an expansion. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Don't plagiarize kids. <laughs> Is the moral of the story. Yeah. So any other general thoughts or trivia about this before we jump into um, the plot? Just that I didn't know until later, not today, but um, mm-hmm. that the language that they reference in here, the Montagiwin language, mm-hmm. uh, is something Mom that Luke Bassan, oh, what yeah. he said, <laughs> um, is something that he made up specifically for this film. Mm-hmm. And it was something that he had the lead actress, Mila Jovovich, mm-hmm. learn. Yep. Um, so they wrote letters, they spoke in it. Uh-huh. So she was completely fluent in this made up language by the time. Yeah. Uh, like all the, and all this film and such like, is going it's on. It's a linguist nightmare of other oh, languages. For sure. yeah, I, I don't know how I he mean, did that. Cause I was like, there is so uses, much going on with that language. How did yeah, she do that? Cause I mean, Mila Jovich like, she's from the Ukraine and, and she, she, already she understood like, Russian and yeah. like Serbian and obviously I English, mean, but is that any different than all of them learning Elvish for Lord of Rings? Uh, no, no, obviously it's not, but that's still kind of a nightmare, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're her not like, being able to communicate so depending on how serious you want to take it you have to learn three different languages to speak elvish <laughs> so nerd <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> i mean i already knew that but nerd come on <laughs> i'm only fluent in quenya i'm sorry sorry God. so I feel like well, just, and before now. we get into the you know like the plot details uh-huh. i want to yeah. mention that this is actually the first time i've ever seen this movie oh yeah yeah um there's gonna be like two of those if we cover every movie ever made and there's gonna be <laughs> two of them that i do that on and mm-hmm. we've we've hit one finally yeah but um yeah and malik's out today and he was, yeah. yeah no <laughs> i usually one get to rag on him about every it, time yeah. and yeah he missed uh-huh. it sucker it teaches him to have a life <laughs> right social engagements but there um were- i'm going probably going to be less generous toward it for that because I don't More have any fair. nostalgic memories mm-hmm. and I just have what a creeper as my <laughs> my yeah. guiding principle for everyone in this movie right. without getting too far into plots like the number of clearly older than her men that uh-huh. look at this oh, yeah. young yeah. usually yeah. naked girl and be like perfection 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, strange. Super yeah, creepy. Yeah. There's a point where Bruce Willis's character has to wake her up, and the first thing he thinks to do is sit next to her and gently stroke her face like they're already lovers, mm-hmm. and then goes straight to kissing her. Like there's no shaking her shoulder. There's no poke. No mm-hmm. yeah. raising his voice above a whisper. Just blowing up her nose or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just like straight to I'm gonna kiss this unconscious woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then she steals his gun and pulls it on him. Yeah. Which is I what mean, they should have led with. Like, right? like what, she like says something to him immediately, and then he asks the priest for a translation at the end of that scene. It's like, never without my permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's what I thought she said. And it's like, if that was your first instinct, why the, were you in there, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, he's weirdly possessive of her the whole time. Oh, yeah. And and they invent reasons for her to strip naked in the background of a scene while uh-huh. everyone no pointedly looks away from her, but the camera does It's still there. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still very much in the period of the male gaze and like there's a bunch yeah. of commentaries written about this. For sure. The trope of born sexy yesterday. Like this is one of the frontline things that mm-hmm. is talked about. Yeah. Like, obviously she's being objectified. She doesn't really oh, even sure. have the chance to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's speaking in gibberish and her choices like she doesn't choose to meet up with Corbin Dallas. She ends up there because she she's jumps escaping. off a ledge. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's obviously some problematic things well, about it's this. Like, it feels weird, especially with Corbin Dallas, just because yeah. he's so detached and wants to be away from this. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her to the priest. And it seems like he's going to be just done with it. Yeah. He did what he could. And he's going to go try to salvage his life now because he's in trouble with the law and lost the points on his license and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like he just straight up from that point does not let go. Yeah. And it's really weird that he has that heavy attachment that fast. Mm-hmm. And if they had some sort of lead up, like if they had a scene where he was dealing with a lost loved one or his wife, they had some sort of development for that. Anything yeah. to sort of Anything rationalize. But no, no, he's just super skeevy. Yeah. yeah. Just as soon as he makes the decision to help her, she's his now. Yep. <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh, Mila Jovovich is gorgeous and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they kept saying perfect. <laughs> <laughs> again, oh, yeah. that's Luke Besson yeah, saying again, that. Again, so. again, yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of go over this in yeah, progress. But on. another thing we found out oh, we'll when researching bit, this. Give a little bit of credit to the scientist guy, like the cellular early generation thing because he didn't whisper perfect in a creepy tone until she punched through unbreakable glass. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of cold standoff stand off so. with military units and then dove through a wall. Yeah. So he's okay. like, so wow. Like, <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> So when they started filming this, Luke Besson, the director, was married to an actress that shows up as a diva, like a operatic singer. I thought that was his fiance. Fiance, wife, something like that. But anyway, those those two were together when they started filming it. Mm-hmm. But by the time they ended filming this, he was going out with Mila Jovich. So he started dating the young ingenue, which is <laughs> yes. as French as you can get. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And yeah. 20 years yes. his junior. So yeah, very, much yeah. So. very, very. <laughs> French, yes. Yeah. So what was also not odd, but interesting, there were points that they didn't explain mm-hmm. to Bruce Willis. And so we're catching on, as it's filmed, his first reactions to these things. As a matter of fact, the cab scene is one of those. Uh-huh. So they apparently did not explain anything as far as what in the world she would be saying any of that. So he just sort of ad-libbed. <laughs> oh, he did? <laughs> and those are his <laughs> actual reactions. I was like, oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. And he's like, oh, whoa, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
So do you want to jump into the plot? So Bruce Willis is our main character. He plays Corbin Dallas, a cab driver who's ex-military. We find out his wife has left him. I feel like ex-military is a little disingenuous. Okay, mm-hmm. well, he's he, like, he left, he's like ex- left the military, yeah. he said, six months ago. Mm-hmm. So he is recently I just mean like, less Like detached. he's not just a soldier, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He had over a thousand like missions. An, an ace starfighter commando With weapon specialist. With an extensive list of specialist. weapon specialties. Yeah. Yes, something you'd exactly expect from and someone the, who's the last survivor <laughs> of his crack commando team or ultra, something. Ultra, ultra, ultra OP. <laughs> delta level, above delta so, level. So we're dealing with Commander Shepard here. <laughs> yeah. Again, as you mentioned, it's just sort of, he's making it, but he's not really interested in what's going on uh-huh. around him. Yeah. And we're introduced in a, kind of a weird way to this, I guess you could call it somewhat of a history, where these aliens have left these stones on Earth. They ended up, you know, taking them back, and they swear that they'll return with them when the yeah. Earth needs them like the evil <laughs> evil returns every five thousand years and it's still three hundred right. out absolutely <laughs> yeah so the movie opens up in the past right yes. in nineteen fourteen like or yeah. some yes. shenanigans like that and they're like doing this archaeological dig in mm-hmm. Egypt and then as they're discussing like I wonder what of Luke Perry yeah <laughs> he was like, sketching how many times the servant kid drops the mirror the li- yeah which kills me because if he's doing that somewhere that you're taking count of it maybe you should get you a new person yeah but yeah or at least i mean fire exists mm-hmm. <laughs> the kid you don't want to burn the archaeological dig though yeah but you can have something like on a staff or anything uh-huh. they had at least that you technology. could probably just prop the mirror in the right place one yeah. would think so or if you just give it to luke perry since he ain't doing shit apparently uh-huh yeah he has a gun yeah. so he's doing security <laughs> I don't know. Loosely? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's just just the kind of age where if you're an archaeologist, you carry a gun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 1914 was rough. uh, Over the things Indiana Jones did to us. And also, (laughs) too, you know, it's that time where you're just like, oh, why should I? When you're clearly English or American, you definitely carry a German pistol for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. What was with that? Yeah. Or it's the time where I'm like, I'm in someone else's backyard. I'm going to let them be my servant instead of having someone else who could obviously do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of wild. But so yeah, yeah, was, yeah, the archaeologist figures out what this inscription means on this wall. Pretty right? easily. Yeah. But there's this other priest that shows up that is obviously trying to drug this archaeologist. Because like, they know too much. Yeah, yes, like because. drug or poison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you to kill yes. them. Mm-hmm. And then a giant ass spaceship shows up. <laughs> which, <laughs> yes, out of and these robot turkeys come yeah. out. I which, mean, that's the best description, which honestly. Doesn't make yeah. any sense because it's Maybe like guy, vultures, they got the big hunch yeah, yeah. if this okay. guy wanted them not to find any more out why don't he just kill them when they started working in it yeah like he clearly they knew him and he'd been accommodating and yeah. like all the children in the village or whatever are helping them out uh-huh yeah, yeah. you think he would have like poisoned them a while ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like only when they learn the truth it's like well time to poison them to death yep exactly but yeah so they show up and they flashy thing the archaeologist he falls down asleep or whatever did they have that he just passed out. Yeah, no, he just Did he he got overwhelmed and fainted. Oh, yeah. he fainted for sure. I gotcha. I thought they like laser item or something. No, that, no, no that, would just made, like, that would make more sense. Like, 
the priest, <laughs> the priest is pleading, you know, yeah. like, oh no, I, I, I couldn't stop them. They, they knew the trip. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I can carry on. I had it contained. Like, and they're like, oh no, um, there's war. So yeah, we're taking yeah. these. Some shit's gonna happen. We're gonna bounce. Like, like the rocks aren't safe here. So yeah, but he's like, out. how will we defend ourselves? And then he takes these like four rocks in this sarcophagus looking thing. Yes, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then they ditch. Luke Perry <laughs> tries to shoot one. Right. <laughs> and they were like, no, you don't understand. Let's try to shoot these aliens that did nothing to anybody. Yeah. And are made of what looks like, like some sort of the metal. professor is dead, even uh-huh. though he just fainted. Right. Yeah. The door to this room where they're keeping the stones is closing slowly. And one of the robot turkeys is like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to hand off the key to this room so you can get back to this specific room because this room's important or whatever. So he extends sends his hand out and hands he's not the gonna key make it because <laughs> he moves too slow because yeah. he's in a turkey suit <laughs> and then hands the key to this room to the priest yes but what should have happened is they should have just opened the door back up because that's the key to the room they could have just let the turkey <laughs> yes. guy out yeah like and also too I, yeah also too they come back three hundred years where's his body <laughs> Uh, right it's biodegradable turkey suit (laughs) biodegradable metal turkey suit right and also too if they're gonna say they'll be back to use them when evil comes back then it wasn't come back in 300 years why don't y'all just show up like four days before it comes back and you could just Uh uh-huh questions for later yeah whatever (laughs) so then it jumps to the future and now we're at corbin dallas and multi-passes they cover that there's this giant fireball at the edge of the universe that's coming for us that's expanding slowly it appeared they're trying to investigate this thing yeah the military is coming for them right so the military of course doesn't understand it so they shoot for whatever reason the current priests yeah. Has direct access to the president. Uh-huh. For reasons. And they're like, uh, we're going to ignore you no and shoot it anyway. Oh. Even though this one priest, it's like one priest hands down the knowledge. Because before the a- turkey aliens left, they were like, pass on the knowledge as it was passed on to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like one priest and one trainee at any given time. Uh-huh. And Which also makes too, zero sense because this know. is a, a world changing thing. Mm-hmm. Like one flu bug, it one is, bus crash. <laughs> and that's it. Just the universe. The universe. Yeah. 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 And also also, too, there's also other faiths there advising the president, too. Yeah. There's a, uh-huh. a rabbi, a priest, and pastor mm-hmm. sitting next to the monk priest guy. They were just sitting there next to the president. So, apparently, he gets these religious people who are just in his sanctum. Uh-huh. And, and also, too, the president asked the general, hey, what's going on? And the first thing that comes out of the captain, he, well, he contacts the captain who's on top of the ship. His is like, well, my advice is to shoot now, ask questions later. Uh-huh. I'm like... I mean, that sounds like the American military. Yeah, and I know and that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I feel like Luke Besson was like, this is exactly what these American military guys would do. Like, don't even think about using their minds. Just shoot it. That's yeah. just everything. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But you could also tell there's this blood ink stuff dripping down his forehead. It's suggesting that the dark void or the fireball out there is controlling them and to make them shoot the missiles. I thought it was chocolate sauce. It looks like barbecue it, sauce. Yeah. I thought it was blood at first some, for some reason. I I think that's what they want it to be, but definitely it looks like like barbecue sauce. (laughs) Like chocolate syrup. I was like, "Mm, maybe some quick, maybe some chocolate milk. Yeah. The thing expands after they shoot it and destroys the military. Something like doubles in diameter. Like, okay, Jesus. Okay, well that didn't work yet. (laughs) Nope. And then it flashes out to the edge of the universe. The turkey robots ship is entering human space (laughs) because the great evil has come back. I wanted to note here for anybody who's, you know, up on their 
problems with sci-fi uh-huh. is that there is a literal lined with red lights mm-hmm. border uh-huh. to human space mm-hmm. on exactly one plane. <laughs> it's not three dimensional. It's yeah. two dimensional. And like they have to like the little part where they're allowed to come through turns green and they fly through. <laughs> but it's just like y'all could have come at this from anywhere. Or right. even better is that they have the ability to let people know that, oh, these are trying to come into our space. So we let them in. You say yes. But then they get attacked as soon as they cross the border. But yeah, yeah you don't attacked have by unregistered warships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't have any guard. There's out no defenses there at the yeah, border to protect the border because anyone could just go across it. What the hell do they care? Right. Yeah. And I thought that was bizarre that they go through all these shenanigans and do this visually compelling. Like we're letting you into our space. But then they instantly get attacked by the Mangalores. <laughs> like, yeah. I at least assume yeah. that the lights on the border were mines of some kind. Something. Or yeah. Something that would be a border defense. But it's um, just like a yeah. it's like an honor system politeness check. Yeah, I guess so. Because, <laughs> you know, space like, is, no red lights. We better call uh-huh. ahead. Because you know, space is um, big. It is so, big. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that little mile long thing you guys have going to do anything? Like, I was, And also, was, humans know what these things are, right? Like, they're aware that aliens exist at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's why they let them in. Yeah, you, and like you when just they get shot ask, down, they immediately dispatch yeah. a message to prevent a diplomatic issue. Uh-huh. Like, wouldn't you just ask the turkey robot people, "What's up?" Wouldn't yeah, you just communicate, like, "Oh, we got these stones." You know, well, whatever. that's yeah. what the priest is supposed to be for. Yeah, the but priest is supposed to be the they keep pushing the priest system. out of it. It's even so though, secretive, yeah. though. Even though they're keeping the him there and still listening to him, they keep pushing him out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's supposed to be the mouthpiece for them to mm-hmm. for the humans. He's supposed to be their mediator. Yeah. Once again, we see how this is stupid mm-hmm. the mangalores steal us what they think is the stones they steal a briefcase yep. and then the government recovers a hand from the wreckage which yep. if you'll notice there's like a handcuffed thing on the hand mm-hmm. that goes to a handle on yep. there and yeah. it's so sort like of the, suggested that if you look the when they was, well, like when those guys yeah. bring the case to the person who hired it's them to missing get it the it's handle. The handle. Yeah. Yeah. handles is ripped out yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so and this is one of the famous scenes of sci-fi <laughs> they clone just based on that hand. Yeah. Because there were still living cells in it. They yep. rebuild an entire person out of it. Uh-huh. Which is an interesting concept. It's yeah. also another some sci-fi thing. But There's it's also really, really fun techno babble about yeah. DNA that it's like mm-hmm. perfect DNA. So it's what? like it's complex. like way more complex and ridiculous than a uh-huh. human, but it still makes a, a human, human shape. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Why would it make a human to twuple helix or some yeah. shenanigans? Yeah. yeah. Why would it make another turkey thing? Well, <laughs> that, that's the other part of this. So it starts cloning and it's like definitely like the turkey person gauntlet yeah. is what yeah. the hand is in. And I'm like, wait, so inside of all these turkey things is are Ukrainian look- supermodels? I feel like Luke Besson <laughs> really dropped the ball right? on this one. <laughs> they had a bunch of models freaking punch people in the face. They're everywhere fucking else in this movie. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> so, do you think the tattoo with the elements on it was on the wrist that survived or Maybe? did that grow back somehow? That's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. I don't know. It's not <laughs> discussed. But and you why know, her hair the way? Sorry guys. I don't know. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, no, she's created from living cells completely rebuilt but her roots are showing uh-huh. on her yeah. And she has bright orange hair. That's just the way it grows apparently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it just turns red a little bit after it comes 
comes what out I'm, of her head. Yeah, yeah. it's what a Mondashaw one looks like. All right, as you go, because like like it grows out of the scalp blonde, but as it's exposed to oxygen or something. God, where was I? Yeah, you're talking about when they're about to create her. Yeah, uh, this so, is the point where a bunch of curly, creepy people start talking about how her mm-hmm. flawless body. Yeah, and it creates this, I don't know, 20-something Ukrainian supermodel in front of them, and they get all pervy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the general wants to take pictures for a spank bank later. Yeah, he does. Oh, that. I forgot that happened. He, he definitely, yeah, there was a moment well, he's like, immediately like, I'm going to need to take some pictures. pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and what? I take some pictures <sighs> for, you know, evidence mm-hmm. and study. And then there, it starts this trend of really stupid, unreasonable decisions by anybody in power like the, mm. the general and then every cop from there yes. forward uh-huh. where, yeah this is an alien creature mm-hmm. you've created out of a hand mm-hmm. right and the fact that it has been created from a hand and can speak yep is wild on it its own is. and it, it kind of genetic the memories for somehow for everything else that happens in the movie because you just assume that that could happen to anyone right right, right. Mm-hmm. they could just reclone you and they you're do, back i mean that's kind of how well, we'll get there. Yeah, so does, but like, so does death really matter then in the society? But like, Not they really. immediately <laughs> just insist that she speak English. Yeah, and then start making weird demands. It's like, of course, she tried to escape. You stupid. She doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. You're like pointing guns at her. Yeah, she just got revived. Like, then, what the hell? You show her that this is the thing that helped get her out. So you put it right next to her. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like going well, it's to like, it's like going to a prison. If this like, was a total unknown, it would be one thing. But they recovered this from allies they had just granted access to their space yeah. to save the universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh, I feel like they forgot that bizarre. part. Yeah. yeah. It's like they just, 16-year-old Luke Besson was like, no, nah, we don't need to cover that. The important part is that she has superpowers. Like, she has super strength. Yes. She oh, punched obviously. through this, like, protective glass. It comes, up, now, it comes glass. up, like, now and then in one fight. Right. And yeah. then they, she jumps through a wall. Yep. And then she escapes the police somehow. Through, like, ventilation and, or like, something. And, like, the police and... are still, like, can you understand me? And when she just doesn't respond like oh i guess not and then just keep yelling at her like yeah, she's gonna like she's gonna pick it up yeah starts speaking with an english accent oh indubitably mm-hmm. i'm sorry i did not <laughs> mean to <laughs> hip, hip. yeah she jumps out of the side of the building to escape the cops which i'm thinking why <laughs> like she has super strength <laughs> yeah, what's right? the point like and then she falls into corbin dallas's taxi, taxi cab, cab right through the roof right and yep, again right she's like please help me and again i'm thinking okay, and then why the second hilarious thing about her and language uh-huh is that she learns to speak english by reading it yes, yes. nobody teaches her how to read it yeah or what any of these symbols mean but she sees please help written on something mm-hmm. and she can read it and yep. can read it and knows what it means she she associated it because <laughs> yes. there's a kid over it that had a okay. tear so she's like but oh she okay. knows but how she to read it exactly. and then how to say it as soon mm-hmm. as she reads it yep. yeah but it could have meant like herpes or something and like <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know, yeah, right? I mean, like if I barely could read Indian and then I started reading stuff off like the, the wanted signs yeah. could be like typeface. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I just that'd be so cool to learn a language like that. And like when they when mm-hmm. they're actually teaching her English later, it's just a thing that spams vocabulary words at high speed, mm-hmm. and she learns to speak English from it, which is a whole can of worms that we're gonna open up <laughs> yes. way later in the movie. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that we need to. It's just it's somehow teaching her history mm-hmm. uh-huh. while it's scrolling mm. through words super fast. But at the point we're at, so we're in the taxi cab where she has just. 
exploded into from her jump yeah from the whatever ledge once again you see corbin sort of battling with being despondent with what's happening around him the police are like hey you have somebody yeah. you know illegal or whatever well, we're like gonna he arrest had, like, her he had like five points left on his license and I mean, now by he's the down time, to one because one, of the yes. accident that yeah. he had when she <laughs> fell in the roof but you think they would have been like oh this is not your fault but whatever uh-huh. yeah so they're like trying to go get her and he's like no i got you know i got all this to do i gotta go get the car you know responsibility like very i can't help and you. not very yeah i need to help myself mm-hmm. and at the very last minute he decides that you know what f it uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna do it why he decides that and i like, don't know with basically no <laughs> emotion covered. he's just like okay and then that starts the car chase yep the chase scene um, well as, they, go, they uh they shoot at him a whole bunch oh they yeah machine guns. ventilate it with machine guns and both of them are okay for yep. some reason Does not yeah, it's it's either and remember their whole goal was to capture her uh-huh alive yeah. <laughs> What the fuck does it matter? Actually, really? I have I have a little weird observation about that. They're like the cops inside the building seem to know what she was. Mm-hmm. The cops outside have no fucking idea. Uh-huh. Somebody just called for backup on a fugitive or something mm-hmm. and mentioned nothing about her or where she's from. They keep insisting on screaming English things at her and yeah. like they just treat it like this guy's harboring a fugitive. <laughs> right. And of course he doesn't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. She might eat kids. He well, like, like we <laughs> talked about the ridiculous. McDonald's and uh-huh. you see that because there's cops that hear it on the radio what the call is mm-hmm. and the guy's just like not until after I've eaten because they're at the McDonald's drive through mm-hmm. in the middle of the street in the air. I'm glad it's not an emer- it was an emergency or something. Yeah. The people staffing the McDonald's. Do we say this on, on mic? No that, we didn't. Yeah. We're, well we haven't I don't think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So but we the should. people at McDonald's are essentially model perfect looking humans. Yes. With cutout parts for their, their boobs. Their chest. Yes. Yeah, so you can like the see some top boob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it. Uh, <laughs> we talked about it like later in the movie. There's this cloaking technology thing for the way people look, and like aliens look like human beings mm-hmm. in it. So it's almost like them looking the way they do might be it's like lie. part of a uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their model perfect physique might just be a hologram, and it might be projected a thing, over. Yeah, like it's a thing you learn because the clearly older cop in that car does not give a single shit. No, about not the at all. Oh, no, no, no. And the younger one's leering. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. His partner's just like slapping him out of it. And like, give me the drinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't. I'm no. hungry. And then right. Corbin flies by and like the older gross cop. Gets the uh, drink splashed on yeah, all over Because he squeezes them too hard out yeah. of excitement. And then and now he's explode. just super mad and he's going to kill that guy. And this product <laughs> placement brought to you by the Coca-Cola Corporation. <laughs> and obviously McDonald's. McDonald's is everywhere in this opening scene. Yeah. yeah. If I remember right, didn't during when this movie came out, didn't they have like McDonald's? promotion oh they probably did oh no idea it's possible it seems up that alley i say i I would have been like 11 i was for as cartoony as this movie it is obviously not made for children (laughs) yeah no no a lot of titty in this movie (laughs) so uh corbin dallas (laughs) escapes the cops by going into the fog which is way 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 down at the bottom yeah so (laughs) apparently smog has been a problem and to escape it the civilized inhabitants of new york have (laughs) built up on top of building on top Jetson. of building. We call that Jetson. Jetsonzing. Yeah. And he escapes the cops. I feel like these cops just didn't care. There's like, yeah, fuck it, we're doing this. Um, I ain't trying to heart too hard. Oh, we'll just shoot them. Fuck it. They just did st- 
stuff, you're like, okay, I don't think they're trying. Because they're like, oh, how are we supposed to find him in all this oh, smog? Pretty sure that's a uniform or clones or something, because I'm looking at pictures of this. Mm-hmm. It's all the same woman. Is oh. it? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. Huh. Well, future is sci-fi, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So is it at this point where we meet Gary Oldman? Oh, uh, um, I think yes. so. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. The best person in the whole movie. Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Zorg. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Because I think it's here. Wait, is this where they're going to the warehouse? Yep. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, like as soon as he, I think that's where we cut away to the mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. So you find out that he apparently had the Mongoloids mm-hmm. um, steal. Mongoloid. No, it's Mangalores. Uh, oh, Mangalores, whatever. Mongoloids. <laughs> Listen. We'll bleep that. We'll just, <laughs> they're Mongoloid Mandalorians. There you go. There you go. Whatever the hell they are. Um, he enlisted. Come back next week for the next part of our review. Unless you live in the future, then it's probably already out. Lucky you. BSR is recorded in a socially distanced quasi-studio because the plague is heating up again and scientists haven't figured out the whole cloning from a hand thing yet. Don't forget to tell a friend about us and click on the like button. We're still growing here and we always enjoy seeing that people are actually listening. If you have any comments or questions, contact the show on social media or our website, bsreactor.com. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. The hell they are. <laughs> um, he enlisted their help um, to get the... Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, we're going to pause here because... Yeah, all right. Yeah. Pat can't be trusted with a microphone. <laughs> all right. How do you get it wrapped around you?